The following content includes sensitive material for the melanin impaired. Listener discretion advised. Start the show. They're impaired now. <laughs> I like it. Lay whites. <laughs> the melanin impaired. I like it. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> Just it. Just it, just all of it. Just it in general. Fuck the rodeo traffic. Oh my god! And you know it's it's even worse this year because every freeway surrounding that area is under construction. Every road is under construction, and people are outside for the first time in two years. This is gonna be a wonderful city if they ever finish building it. Wonderful. Never. And they won't. They never will. They won't. They They refuse. Why would they want to? Too much money. Too much money. Um, it is episode, what is this, 174? Yeah. 174. Wow. Man, we are up there, bro. We're up there, man. <sighs> and we're back after a little a little short break. Just a quick one. Just, just a little a breathing. quick one. Just yeah, just you know, a little little mental health, a little self-care involved. Just had to take a little sponge bath, you know. You know, how was how was your time? It uh, see, it's been a couple weeks. Um, it's been all right. I mean, there's, I guess there's stuff I can't talk about with you yet, like concerning I, the Batman. I have not seen Batman. You haven't seen Batman, so I can't talk about that with you yet. But. His his review of the Batman, I which I have not seen. His review of the Batman when he texted me was literally, nigga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that told me really all I needed to know. You know exactly what that means. That was the first. That was the first. That was the first review I got back, and that told me everything. Remember the feeling when you saw the trailer that day over here at the crib? Yes. That that's yes. The, that's the review. And it, that has stuck in my head. And <laughs> I, you know, and I'm telling you now, I'm gonna go see it eventually, probably this week. I I have to see it now while the window is open because I feel like after this week. Niggas are going to get real flagrant with the spoilers. Mm-hmm. Niggas are already getting flagrant with the spoilers. I'm not going to name them by name. But there are podcasters out here that should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Um. It, so I feel like this is the week I have to go before the, the spoilers and the memes get super flagrant. Yep. Um. So I'm going to go. And the scene that I saw in the trailer... Where he's chasing down the penguin in the car and shit. I fuck when when, when Randall showed me that shit. I fucking hollered. I'm saying I maintain I will still holler at the sight of that shit, um, in the theater, because that was fucking incredible, um, and that's exactly the kind of violence. 
And you can tell, you can tell Batman has fallen back into the good graces of the collective consciousness. <laughs> I saw a great video where somebody, some random person in the middle of the night was like in the in the swimming pool and they jumped in and all of a sudden you can hear the you can hear the music starting to swell. <laughs> and then Batman just appears, no diving. <laughs> um uh, but yeah, so a lot of my week and a lot of my time off has been just me avoiding Batman spoilers. Um, and me at work <clears throat> not giving a fuck. And I've, I've, I've been giving my ultimate sign to stop giving <laughs> a fuck altogether. Yeah. Um, I have a, basically my rule is that when, when the people who mentor you at your job start looking for an exit strategy, yeah, you need to be finding your exit strategy right behind them or right beside them. Yep. So I have definitely kicked my job search up to the next level. Um, I do not want to be the one left holding the bag at this job while the people that mentored me are just gone. I No, I want us all to be leaving together. Preferably just leaving together, holding hands, not giving not giving a fuck if the building burns down. Damn. Because I am legitimately <laughs> sick of these people. I am not not my coworkers, the clientele. I am sick of them completely. Damn. Dude, and I don't I don't want to and I don't want to start here and I don't want to get too into this, but you know that working Retail or sales is a bunch of bullshit when the people, when people come into your job and threaten actual violence against you and throw a thing at you over some shit that they want to purchase. Fam. Oh, no. Wait. Threaten actual violence against you. And then the next time they show up, show up as if None of that took place. It sounds like you're talking about white people. I am absolutely talking about white people. <laughs> I'm well as close to the as close on the non-black spectrum. I'm not going to put any yeah. names or nationalities out there, but as close on the non-black spectrum as I can get to whiteness in Texas, mm. fam. Mm-hmm. Threw an actual thing at me the last time we met, and this ended with and and because I knew how this was gonna go, ended with me going, "Watch your mouth, nigga. Watch your mouth, bro." And hands were not thrown. It was a little man too. Man, Came up to my job, cool in a motherfucking van. Yeah, as if strength. as if none of that took place. And I kept waiting on him. You don't remember me, do you? And he said no. Wow. And I let the transaction keep going. Wow. I just I it is the psychology of the consumer is a tricky thing. I'm learning. I'm learning so much about the non-whites. I am. Uh, 
Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all still doing here? They didn't tell y'all. <laughs> Nobody warned you about this shit. The Uber driver didn't tell you. Oh, you going over there? Mm. Okay. Oh, all right, bro. Oh, you must know somebody over there. Oh yeah. no. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll find out. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I mean, you grown. Yeah. So you gonna do what you wanna do? I'm just, I, I was, mm. I just thought I warned you, bro. It just wouldn't be me. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the long times, and the last times. Maybe y'all sick of this shit. It's too late now. You're invested. Yeah. You're, you're committed. Um, I guess I should I should have been queuing things up <laughs> earlier while I was finding our newest our uh while I was finding I you know, I've been playing with the soundboard and you know, I want to I always want to be taking this podcast to the next level yeah and that all that goes into the sound and i wanted to find new sound effects and this is what i came up with Big ass just in case you didn't hear that turn it up a little bit Big ass titties. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fair enough that's how we're gonna get to the next level <laughs> we'll do it live well fuck it we'll do it live like we ought, yeah. See, we ought to get that one. We ought to get that one. Uh, not that I want to just be promoting Bill O'Reilly. That was O'Reilly, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, giving flowers to people while they're here. This one comes with a. I guess I just never thought I'd be giving this person flowers for any reason whatsoever. Damn. Um. Giving flowers to, wasn't he the recipient of the Donald Joseph Trump Award? Of the Shut the Fuck Up Award for 2021? He was the recipient. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think he was. Um, <laughs> never thought, of, see, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Twenty. That's how I know the culture. And that was just a couple months ago. So. That's how I know 2022 is Weird. It's everything's just turning on its ear. It's the Twilight Zone. Flowers go to boozy badass. <laughs> oh, you're being serious too. Yeah. Okay. okay. And to, uh, mm. they say a stop clock is right twice a day, but it's wrong most of the day. <laughs> I would say. Boozy been out for some years now. And we might be on his first time being right. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you definitely have to provide some context around this. So, as we all know, Rihanna uh is pregnant with uh the 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 holy mother or whatever we want to call it. Holy is she? I didn't know that. Rihanna and Rocky are preg- are having a baby and if there's one thing Boozy Badass is gonna do, he is going to he is going to defend Rihanna. Thick or thin, that one. And so he did, and he defended, and he and of all people, he defended Rihanna to Special Agent Vlad. Uh, pregnant, and she's like, wait, let me. Oh, wait, let's turn back. There it I'll is. I'll be honest though, and I've talked to a few people about this on camera, like T.K. Kirkland. Wait, time out. Hold on, hold on. 
Yo, doesn't Vlad just sound like a cornball? He does. <laughs> like, doesn't it just sound like somebody that that you meet on the bus or on the subway that just wants to be talking to you about shit that you don't really just give a fuck about? He sounds like a dude with a receding chin. <laughs> I have no idea what he looks like. Somebody needs to send me a photo of DJ Vlad. Oh, of Special Agent Vlad. Let's see. Who is it? Okay. That Rihanna did not get married before having that baby. Because I feel as someone of her caliber, and when I look at people that are her peers, Jay-Z and Your Beyonce. Peers, fuck all that. It's what makes you happy. Nobody don't give a fuck true. about peers. She a billionaire. What she got to follow somebody else drip fuck? She all know right. what she fucking doing. Everybody ain't got to be motherfuckers and jump in marriages and steal motherfucking sneaking geek. Well, Real they talk. are talking about getting. They are. They are talking about getting married after the baby comes. So, so marriage is potentially in their future. Okay. Well, well, that that's what they gonna do. But you can't judge her for not being married. Fair enough. Like, bro, Fair people enough. fucking. If a baby comes, right. the baby's coming. You right. know, like I'm just saying. Like, though, I'm just saying. Okay, let me tell you this though. If Rihanna, you and Rihanna are dating, and she told you she's pregnant. And she's like, listen, but I want to get married before announcing this to the world. Are you going to say no? No. <laughs> it's Rihanna. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. But that doesn't have to go if that doesn't have to go like that. They have a mutual understanding. Everybody not for no fake ass marriages. Everybody's <laughs> not for it. If they won't do it, they can do it. But they don't have to do it when the world says. Fair enough. Fuck, you can tell somebody else that. You know, like, that's what people, that's what people go wrong at, letting the world make their decisions. I don't let the world make my decisions. I let my heart make my decisions. Wow. So, wow. I'm torn right now. Well, first of all, let's let's go back. Let's just start from the from the end of that. I don't let the world make my decisions. I let my heart make my decisions. Hit Boozy with the air horns for that. I'm really struggling right now. Boozy said something that 110% made sense. I actually, from front to back, agree with little Boozy. Like, why would you do this? <laughs> Why did you wake up and choose violence today? <laughs> oh, you think that's violence? Isn't we just getting started? And brought that shit to this show. I just, oh, I just, you do he just, he said some real shit. And now, granted, maybe from a nigga like Boozy, the thing you don't really want to hear is, Damn. fucking's fucking, and the baby, if the baby coming, is coming. That ain't the most romantic shit you ever heard in your life. <laughs> but he has a point. Wow. And 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 the and the shamery, the shame of Vlad, Special Agent Vlad for trying to lead the conversation a certain way. Because he led he led that to what he thought was going to be a place of shame. He kicked the ball off, and he let that. To, he thought Boozy was going to end up shaming her like he did Lori Harvey. Mm -hmm. 
Because he has because he has a he has a history of slut shaming women that ain't really being slutty out here. Um, so he thought he was gonna get one thing and he got the other. So shame on you, Vlad. This is why I keep saying, stop talking to Vlad. Stop talking to him. I really want the people culturally that keep giving him burn mm-hmm. to stop talking to him. I don't care if you talk to Charlemagne. It's actually very easy to do. It just re- it just requires you to not actually talk to him. Don't take the bait. I don't I don't understand what is so alluring about Vlad's platform. Unless you're Michael J. White, in which case. Um, <laughs> Just we ain't got shit to say. Hey That's your business, bro. Obviously, you have a good reason to want to talk to that man. So, Oh, here's a picture of Vlad. Receding chin. <laughs> Receding chin. I called it. He looks like a porn director. He does. He looks like a porn. He's exactly what I think a porn director looks like. Um, so yeah, cheers to Boozy. Let me hit him with the air horns again. Humans ain't shit. This is an easy one. Uh, Russia and Ukraine are going at it, fam. And and don't get me wrong, I am I'm I'm on the side. In in this case, I am. On the side of the Ukraine with an asterisk because there's some racist motherfuckers over there that won't let them people go home. Having said that, if it's one about one or the other, I side with the Ukraine because no, they weren't fucking with anybody. I'm one of them old school niggas that be like, look, was I fucking with you? Then why are you over here fucking with me? Um, Having said that, I like President Zelensky as much as the next guy. Can we not go around fan casting this motherfucker in movies that pro- that aren't even getting made yet until the war is over? Can we do something with a little bit of hindsight and context? Can we at least know if he's going to live through this? You saying it's not automatically going to Pete Buttigieg? No, and it's not going to Jeremy Renner either, you motherfuckers. You know, they ought to kind of like, like this shit's only been going on for like two weeks. <laughs> so y'all need to kind of figure out how shit is going to happen before you start, um, before you start the fanfic. I'm just saying, let's just at least see how high gas prices going to get. Mm, let's not. Um, this, this is Let, true. Let's just hope that they just... <laughs> Stop where they are. Let me tell you something. These are the kind of gas prices that create a cultural shift in society. Like, all that sneaky linking shit is over. This, these are the kind of gas prices that bring about honesty. <laughs> I'm going out. Where you going? I'm going, I'm going fucking. What the fuck I'm going with? They, they better live close because I don't work in the morning. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. This, this is going to bring out a lot of honesty in these households. Sneaky link my ass. Um, yeah, that's all I really have for humans. They shit. Uh, can we at least get some context, some historical context? Just when you like when you motherfuckers wanted to start making movies and shit and documentaries 
about the pandemic that we're not even out of yet. Right. Can we get some context? You don't have like you don't have to be first in everything. You don't. You don't get points for speed. You don't. Um God bless the, the chick who used to twist my hair. I got a new chick twisting my hair now. Oh. She had to she had to go home and take care of her family. Okay. Respect. Um she did a wonderful job when she was twisting my hair, but she used to twist my hair for like like she was getting paid extra for speed. <laughs> well, she was on that shit, just pulling your damn hair. Yeah. Uh, this new girl, pretty good, pretty good, okay. still being taught. Gotcha. So, grain of salt, little grace. Everybody's everybody gonna these. It's these times. Yeah. You know, so having said that, the locked in has not let me down yet. Um, having said that, let's visit things with a little more context and historical unpacking before we decide to rush to making the true, the based on the true story. We don't even know the true story yet. We don't. You know, and it, let's. You know, let's let's at least get two or three books in. You know what I'm saying? You know, I like when when Trump was in office, I didn't trust them first few books because the first few books is just fired people talking shit. Mm-hmm. Let's get if if they start dropping Trump books now about the shit that was going on, I might buy into that. Might. I'm just saying, we ain't got to be first in everything. That's all I'm saying. We don't have to be first. Only if it involves him going to jail. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Song of the week. I actually did not have a song of the week planned uh, going into. Excuse me, going into this, but I'm looking through. You know, I'm a, you know, I got always, I always got my Spotify going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always uh, I'm that guy who's like, hey Google, you know, I, you know, hey Google, like that for me on Spotify. Um, actually, I'm gonna go a little older. You know what? I want to hear some John Legend. Okay. Um. I am a I am a fan of like those first two or three albums were just really fire to me. Um, this is from and he still look like a school teacher. <laughs> as long as you don't play ordinary people, we're good. No, we're not playing ordinary people. Thank you. And hers when he sings. Um, no, this is from Evolver from like two thousand eight. Okay. Um, this is, uh, featuring, this is him. This is John Legend featuring Brandy, uh, written, I believe by one Christopher Francis Ocean. Uh, this is quickly, uh, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We are going to have a good podcast today and we'll be back with more opinions while black let's go. That is not the right sound effect yeah. at all. <laughs> this is what happens when, when we record this sober. Every time. Uh, that means I need to take care of that during this break. Correct. All right.
John Legend featuring Brandy. Brandy don't miss. I, I'm just like a lot of people talk about Brandy fell off and Brandy Brandy's shit is mid. A Brandy feature don't miss. Fuck the bullshit. And I'm just and yes, I am saying that completely biased as a Brandy super fan. Um, listen to all her shit. 
Um, you can say what you want. I stopped, man. This is a true story. I stopped fucking the chick who had the nerve to tell me, quote, that Brandy is not the strongest singer. Well, then that girl did not know music. <laughs> I, I have, you know, they always had those questions. Those questions in like the the Facebook groups and shit, they'd be like, "What's the pettiest shit you ever stopped talking to a chick for?" That would be it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's worth that. That just means that she. I mean, I I could not. I wanted her to repeat it. And she repeated it with her whole chest, her whole uh, substantial chest. And that was the last time you ever. Titties. And that was the last time you ever saw that chest. That was the last time. Literally, the last time I ever saw that chest. Well, it, it, she was complicated. She was weird. Um, she had come out because she had come out. It, it, no, I'm not going to tell that story right now. That was because she was weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, Evolver was a good album. Uh, and honestly, John Legend, people clown him for various reasons. John Legend makes pretty consistent music. If he it, does. He's in that music soul child lane where if it's not broke, he don't fix it. He knows his audience. He he reads the room. He's he, going, he still gets his paper. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, well, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go in on a whole, the whole Chrissy Teigen thing. It's a very, it's a, it's a very, it's not an odd couple. But when you hear the story of how they got together, have you ever heard that? They were like, they were on a date. No, no. They were, she was in a video that he was filming. Hmm. She was in a video that he was in and he asked her right there if she wanted to hang out after. And the shit just turned into a date that just did not end for like a week. All of a sudden we just together all the time. That sounds sweet. That sounds sweet and also probably not how it went. Probably not. I mean, I've always gotten the feeling that they were they were set up. They 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 have arranged marriage vibes to me. Really? Just to me. Okay, fair enough. But That's you know, fair. I'm also a hater. <laughs> Oh, somebody, you know, somebody had, I don't know if it was Ryan Gabriel or somebody had a comment about the last episode where you talk about um, women just have to stop fucking the men. Yeah. He was like, he was like, you, your plan is basically the plot to Chirac. Yeah, it is. Just okay. directed much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the Spike Lee hate. But, you know, nobody told me that I was wrong. This is true. Uh, nobody has actually corrected you at all. <laughs> no. um, let's see what's going on in the rundown. Oh, this week's sign to me that there, in fact, is a God. Nick Cannon's daytime talk show is over. Oh, that's air horns. That's air horns. Let's go. That's worthy. That's air horn worthy. Let's go. Now, this comes with a caveat because... I think that show was on for like 
three, four months or some shit mm-hmm. while Wendy while Wendy was figuring her shit out. I put it to you this way. I didn't know it got canceled. I didn't know it existed until you told me it got canceled. Aha. Aha. And to be fair, this is not the end of Nick Cannon by any means. Um, Wild and Out is here to stay, whether we like it or not. I definitely don't like it. Um, but I always consider, when I consider the battle versus the war, I feel like one less hour of Nick Cannon being on television is winning the war. Yeah. You know, I, now, I don't know if he's still doing that Cannon's class bullshit. But if we could get to that next, I'd be eternally grateful. Um, I don't know what sponsor is paying him or what, but if we can get them to fuck out of the paint, my life would be a little happier. Once again, another thing I've never heard of. That's where he said all that, um, uh, uh, all that shit about Jewish people. Oh, it's a, it's a thing where he, where he considered himself educating black people and trying to be intellectual. It's what he thinks, like, you know what higher learning with Van Lathan and all that? Mm-hmm. That's what he thinks he's doing. Okay. Except, you know, Van Lathan actually knows his ass from a hot rock and Nick Cannon does not. It's just Nick Cannon giving himself a platform to say dumb shit. Correct. Okay. Correct. Very correct. Um. So, yeah, Nick Cannon's shit is over. And, again, I feel like this is us winning the war. This is reasonable content people winning the war. Wendy Williams is down. Nick Cannon is down. Love it. And Sherry Shepard is on the way up. Big ass titties. I'm just trying it out, guys. I'm just trying it out. Sometimes you just got to trash it out, man. Um. So, yeah, there's that. I just wanted to start us off in the rundown with something to be happy about. Uh, because then there's there's other bullshit happening that I did not go over in the rundown because we've been gone for two weeks and it was a lot to cover. Um, there's a White Man Can't Jump remake in the works. Hate it already. Uh, King and Barris is working on it, apparently. Mm. Said White Man mm. apparently has been casted as Jack Harlow. Mm. I hate it. Woody Harrelson did not for this. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is not dead. Mm. <laughs> Woody Harrelson didn't look dead for this. <laughs> have you seen? Have you have you noticed recently that Woody Harrelson's new thing? You know, all the old white men. They, you know, when they try to get, they try to do the Bruce Willis mm-hmm. thing. When they shave their hair. When they shave their head, they try to be. A, they try to suddenly look like an MMA fighter, no. and they, fam, it looks sick. You know how black people say Anytime you lose any amount of weight <laughs> You look sick Correct That's how white men look when they shave their heads Like Y'all just look like Y'all look like Dallas Buyers Club <laughs> Oh shit I don't think we're supposed to be able to say oh. that <laughs> the, the character in the movie <laughs> Oh man we already flagrant we're already flaking. We're already there. I just, I just, Sir, you did. Oh, speaking of content, 
There's going to be a Murder Inc. docuseries. Why? <laughs> Why? There's going to be a, a multi episode docuseries. We don't need about one the rise episode. and fall of Murder Inc. We don't need one series, one episode. I don't think we're far away enough from the rise and fall of Murder Inc. that we need a docuseries. We already saw the Fire Island thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most, the most significant thing that's ever happened to anyone associated with Murder Inc. This is true. This is true. Does Irv Gotti still owe somebody money? Like, what is what is going on here? That was a man. The only, I mean, the only upside is that odds are there's going to be a lot of Ashanti. Just do a docu series on Ashanti. <laughs> <laughs> do we really need to know what Amelion is up to? First of all, Amelion was Amelion was Rock Nation. Oh, okay. Well, so who's murdering? Just Ja Rule and Ashanti. Shit, Ja Rule, Ashanti, uh, Charlie Baltimore, all them niggas that were on the Fast and Furious soundtrack that we've never heard from again. <laughs> so tell me again why we need this docuseries. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Charlie Baltimore was an interesting... No, no, no. no. Um, she had the uh, least interesting face of anyone I've ever seen. I want to see. I want to push back against this, but I cannot remember her face for the life of right. me. So you are correct. If you turn on any game in which you create a character, the default face, <laughs> Charlie Baltimore has default face. <laughs> oh man, probably could. <laughs> don't even don't even need to change shit playing Elden Ring to yeah, work that out. It's default character. Oh when man, you first set up your social profile on any platform. <laughs> Not just call her a wee me. Default face, Charlie Baltimore. Oh no, she got that, that featureless one punch man looking face. <laughs> oh man, we're back, we, y'all. We did not just call Charlie Baltimore Saitama. <laughs> we're God back. Damn. Oh man. On the topic of washed up rappers, <laughs> the the latest chapter in this Joe Budden slaughterhouse beef, fam. So now, did you see what started this shit again? It was wasn't it Joel Ortiz? It was Joel Ortiz and Joe Budden were on live with Royce. Oh yeah, yeah. And Royce I, Royce did not want to be there. <laughs> Royce looks. Royce always looks so sick of this shit. Royce looks like me at a meeting that should have been an email. <laughs> Royce is that one nigga in the group when all the bullshit is going on. He's just like, man, I'm just hungry. Can we just find some fucking barbecue, bro? <laughs> and Joe Budden and Joel Ortiz were going back and forth. Apparently, and they were talking about and it. What it really was was Joel Ortiz was talking about how. What it means to support about friendship and what it means to support someone in the industry and want, wanting the best for someone. And Joe Budden feels and says all these things. And Joe's like, well, then support my album. Then talk about my shit on your podcast or something. And Joe Budden said, 
I can want the best for you and support you 100% and never do any of that shit. Right. And I'm not. Suck my dick. <laughs> Joel Ortiz got so fucking hot. <laughs> oh, shit. That, and, and Royce, and that, you, you know when you think the argument's almost over, mm-hmm. and then somebody says some shit, and you're like, we going for another 15 fucking minutes. That's how Royce looked. And Joe, and, and Joe is so flagrant, and he knows he's so flagrant, because he casually says the shit. I can want the best for you, and I can support you to my dying day, and never promote your fucking album. Fuck you, suck my dick. <laughs> and they and sure enough went for another went for another ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And Royce came on the Joe Budden podcast to talk about the slaughterhouse beef. And to be honest with you, I've always found the slaughterhouse discourse among these people very captivating. Um, because I'm very, I'm, I'm always very interested in the rise and fall of these hip hop groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but Slaughterhouse is unique to me because there's there's different levels of Slaughterhouse. Like with Tribe, when when with like when Tribe was falling out, you always you could always tell it was some niggas that grew up together all their life going through niggas who grew up together all their life shit, mm-hmm. but now money's mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. With Slaughterhouse, there's different levels to this shit. These are colleagues and niggas that know each other, that respect each other, um, going through their shit on one level. And then on another level, you have Eminem, who has nothing to do with any of this other bullshit, and it's just completely, it's just completely happy, never talking about Slaughterhouse again, and just sitting wherever he is now, being filthy, disgustingly rich. You know what it's like? It's like when the five heartbeats fell out, and you could see on stage that they were break, actively breaking up. Yeah. And that nigga Flash just was like, "Oh, by the way, caught my album. Oh, by the way, fellas, I'm going solo again. Caught my album." And you just knew that was the end of the five heartbeats. The thing about Slaughterhouse that I think Joel and King Crooked have trouble keeping in mind is that, you know, they're not, Slaughterhouse wasn't really a group. It was four individuals who came together to work on the project. And two of those guys happened to become successful in their own right away from that group. Royce, Royce had already had a career. Right. And his proximity to Eminem ensured that he would be fine. Um, Joel found a second career in reality TV and then the third career in podcasting. And right now, Joe should not be incentivized to give a shit about music <laughs> at this point. Uh, Joel and, and, and King Crooked both need the, the, the validation of the more successful half of that uh, of that group, in order to propel themselves, and it, 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 it sucks. But also, Joe was right; he does not have to do those things. He doesn't have to promote your shit. 
you know, over the years, I've dealt with people that I've been very cool with on a personal level who have put out shit. And I cannot bring myself to openly support. <laughs> I'm just being honest now. To openly support some shit that I just don't, I don't believe in. But as a friend, I'd be like, hey, congrats, you know, good looking out. I'm glad you did it. And if they ask me to post something. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That's how it is, y'all. That's how it is. Sometimes a real friend, but, but, but here's the thing, though. I've never lied to anyone about how good or bad their shit is. Like, if it's good and I like it, I genuinely tell them. And I'm, right. you know, I'm, and if it's not, usually I've had a chance at some point to tell them. That's just not that's just not what I'm into. And that's just all the conversation that really needs to be had about it going forward. Having said that, be careful about asking people to unconditionally support your shit. Correct. Correct. You that could put, blow up in your face. Sometimes you're putting people in an awkward situation. And I I say that as we ask people to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Also, on a on a side note, um because we um we weren't here for the grand opening, um, P eight hundred mm. by one Scotty Spit mm-hmm. is out on Bandcamp. Oh, it's out on all platforms now. Oh, it's all platforms now. All platforms now. Out on all platforms. Uh, if you want, if you want to support the cause, pay what you are on Pay what you can on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is available on all platforms. I have been bumping this shit since it came out. Yeah. Um, yes, I am completely, I am, I am singing this album's praises. And I sat with the two gentlemen, Midas and Scotty, Scotty Spitten's project. Um, I sat with them this past week and, uh, recorded a conversation with them. Um, Video clip should be coming up this week. Hey, some, some, some good insight to their relationship as brothers, as actual blood brothers, and in um, a lot of good information about like the the making of this project and their influences and and some pretty cool stuff that I don't want to give away. Just uh, you'll see the interviews coming up at some but, point this week. Like P eight hundred was so fire, it made me go back and re. Discover Starman mm-hmm. as a whole project, and that shit really, man, that shit got me through work, bro. Like that's like, like that. There's some shit that I will know I will be bumping as I am writing uh, my latest comic project, which is a which is a kung fu a kung fu comic, if you can believe it. Oh, um, all of it's very geared towards kung, like. That that corner of hip hop kung fu, that is what this is, man. Like like anybody who's who's just who loves who loves hip hop, who loves pop culture, who loves the eighties, who loves old school sci fi. There's something on there for you. Um, we you know we're we're gonna do a breakdown. I, I'm I'm gonna write that down in the book. We're gonna do a breakdown. One of these days on Patreon. All right, let's and, go and and like get your and get some of your like 
liner notes. You know what I'm saying? We got to do that. Because this, this, this is our platform, and I don't think we big up us enough in what we do. Live liner notes. Yeah, man. I think we could, I think that could be something. One other thing came out of that uh, that sit down last week. Okay. Someone might be coming out of retirement. Excuse me? What's next on the list? <laughs> oh shit. Um I'm gonna take the hit I'm gonna take the hit and move around. Um and let me say the it's a lot stronger than might. But yeah, what's next on the list? <clears throat> I heard that there is a remake on the way for White Men Can't Jump. Boo. I already don't like it. <laughs> did, wait, did I say that already? You said that already. On air? Yeah. Okay. About Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Woody Harrelson looking dead. Yeah. We went off on a yeah. hard tangent on that. Yeah, we did. You're right. Yes. You're right. Uh, Success. Murder, Inc. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Things I don't care about this week. I don't care about. The game's drink champs interview. I don't. Someone someone asked me if that was going to come up. It's not. I don't care. You could have just stopped at the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, and, pe- and people get so hype about these drink champs interviews, which is cool. Um, no real problem with Nori. But I didn't know. Were people actively fucking with the game? No. Are you, are, I, I'm asking right, and and so that's coming from someone who is a generation ahead of me, Nobody who is inured in, in, as a hip hop head. Am I am I crazy? You're, like you're not. Nobody cared about the game except for the game, right? Does Does Game have like five hits to his name? No, the game is a name drop rapper. That's, that's all he does. Okay, he all just right. he just name drops who he wants to be cool with. <sighs> Yeah, I I thought so. I don't give a fuck. And and in case you were wondering, I don't give a fuck about Nicki Minaj's conversation with Joe Budden. I fam, I I genuinely think we're at a point culturally where it's okay to admit that we don't give a fuck about Nicki Minaj anymore. I don't. I don't. She's not put out any content that I can that slaps. That I give a fuck about. I, what is she doing? Um, having a child. Having a child with a rapist and talking to Joe Budden. Yikes! I, Yikes! I'm just saying it's okay to not give a fuck about her anymore. That's especially after that stupid shit she said about um, uh, COVID. And her cousin, who doesn't exist. Oh, I forgot about that. The cousin, co- man, the cousin with the swollen balls. It's time. I know a lot of people who caught COVID over the last couple of years. Not a one of them has mentioned swollen testicles. None of them. None of them. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to hear that shit. Um, what else is going on? In the- oh, there there are two things. One of which we did not go over in the in the rundown, but we should talk about one so i know randall has had it with um the kanye talk i know i get it i think we're all looking at a point of kanye fatigue some of us 
over the span of this of these latest antics, some of us over the span of years, which I think Randall would fall in the category mm-hmm. of. However, I saw something in the news that I missed that I think is interesting. Um, Kanye, because I was I, I I was trying to follow up about what was going on with Donda too. Mm-hmm. Um. And I learned, I did not know this, that Donda 2 was, Kanye planned to disseminate it exclusively over his new platform media player, the STEM player. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The STEM player. Uh, I looked into the STEM player. I'm I'm always interested in media players. I Mm -hmm. think that I'm I'm one of those old niggas that, that would still purchase a good media player. Um, and for those of you that don't know, or they're catching up as I am, the stem player, you can basically put your music on it and listen to it, but it has a feature where you, it, it has a little four sliders and mm-hmm. you can, you can take away the drums. Yeah, you can separate the tracks on it and, and listen to literally the stems of a song. So right, you're right. You can listen to just the vocals or a mix of different instruments and vocals, and right, or just the drums or whatever. It allows you to manipulate the file. Like, you know, you you can't do with a, a normal media player. You just have to listen to the song the way it is. And and Kanye refers to this as and and this is being produced. By his own, I guess his own tech company, uh, Kano. And he refers to this, and I'm not, this isn't a direct quote, but it's close, of him of him setting music free or some shit. Uh, you know, it always has to come with, I'm revolutionizing something else because I am Kanye, of course. But I wanted to put this to you as a producer, mm-hmm. as a, a, I would consider kind of someone who is, Plugged in as far as tech, mm-hmm. um, and and a hip hop head of, mm-hmm. of your own. Is this interesting? Discarding the messenger, yes. Okay. The, the the and and for for the for the purposes of what I'm going to say, I'm going to remove Kanye West as the messenger um, because to me that clouds my personal judgment on. How much of a shit I give about this? So that was going to be my next question. Before you say that, that was mm-hmm. going to be my next question. Can in a case like this, can you separate the messenger from it? I'll get to that in just a moment. Okay. Um, because also this week, I uh, I did something that made me a hypocrite, but I'll talk about that again as well. Okay. Um. <clears throat> um so the stem player itself is actually a a very a very interesting device in that and I and I hope I'm this isn't hyperbole much like the Game Boy or much like the iPod has the potential to allow people to interact with media in the way that they have not before. So like the Game Boy for example was the first time really that you could take video games on a portable level and, and and play them much I guess like you would a Nintendo. Right. Um the iPod allowed you to um upload media without having to use like interchangeable discs or cassettes in order to listen to your music. 
and it was portable and, uh, you know, opened up a lot of things. The STEM player could be interesting, especially from the perspective of an artist, because I do find it interesting to have the ability to manipulate the music on there in a way that makes it unique at times. If I want to, um, I could see from an artist's perspective also how something like this could drive a certain subset of people to want to actually purchase music. And listen to it on there, especially if it's an artist they like and they want to kind of remix it and, and, and flip the songs a little bit themselves. I could see how that would be interesting. Um, I could see a lot of TikTok dollars being exchanged over Absolutely. This. Absolutely. And the, the beautiful thing about it could be, again, artists don't make shit off of streaming right now. But if you create a platform in which people are willing to buy an artist's project then you potentially open up the market again for, for artists to become profitable for making their music. So that's discarding the messenger. However, I don't want to buy some shit that looks like a sand dollar if it only features Kanye shit on it. I don't. And that, uh, that alone makes it very difficult for me to, to buy into it. Again, I know that it has everything to do with the messenger. That's it. Um, last Monday, actually, let me let me go back to last weekend. Last weekend, I received a message in a, in an app that I have. Oh, it's a, it's uh, the Adidas app. Oh, and it um, was a message that reserved a spot for me to purchase. The Yeezy slides that, that came out on Monday, the black Yeezy slides. And um, go on. I, Damien Randall, went to an American mall for the first time in maybe a decade. Oh, shit. Inside of a mall. Went into a store. Got in a short line and purchased some Yeezy slides. Oh, shit. <sighs> oh, boy. It took, a, it took a lot for me to, to say that. I, I did hit up a couple of my close friends and, and let them know immediately. Um, you know. Sure, sure. Immediately recognizing the hypocrisy in that. Um, oh man, I, I like the slides. Really? I hate the person. <laughs> I also hate the person that I am right now, <laughs> but I, you know, I was like, capitalism has won today. Uh, and I was say that's a, that's that the capitalism is gonna win the battle. It, it, <laughs> it won. I, I got the slides uh, on my way out of the store. No fewer than six people stopped me, like, "Hey, bro, you selling?" Oh like, shit! Oh. I was like, "Let me actually tuck this under my arm." Yeah, I was saying I don't like that. Yeah, and this is at the Galleria, so I was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I. Wow, I, I did that. Come uh, part of the machine. So you know when I when I when I talk my shit about him now, I understand that I just I just put like seventy dollars in that man's pocket, and um, 
70 more dollars that will not go to therapy. Yeah. 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 Right. You know what? Yeah. I think I might have. Well, I'll talk about that when we come back from break. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is Ryan Coogler. Oh, man. We forgot to talk. We completely forgot to go over this in the run. Oh, man. Ryan Coogler, for those of you, that, for the five of you people that listen to this podcast that don't know, <laughs> is the um, is the director of Black Panther. He's the director of Fruitvale Station. He's Creed. also the, the director of Creed. This is, a, this is a man who before who by by thirty has three movies that are in the high nineties on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and he is a nigga, nigga. Uh, to his heart, he is a nigga. <laughs> I didn't realize what kind of nigga he was for real until I really started looking at the making of Black Panther. Yeah. Because he talks to everybody on that set like a nigga. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So he was at a, was it, this was in Atlanta, right? He was in Atlanta. Um, he was at a bank. Because they're filming Wakanda Forever over there. Right. Um, more on that later, because I, I swear that movie is cursed. Um, he was in a bank. He was in a Bank of America, of mm-hmm. course. And he handed the teller a note asking to withdraw twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. A note with his pin, his pin, his card, and his ID. Let's be more clear. He wrote this on the back of the actual withdrawal slip. Right. So he, he gave them a withdrawal slip with his ID and debit card and PIN number and wrote on the back of the, the, of the, of the withdrawal slip instructions to please not count the money in the counter because it's $12,000 to do it very discreetly and give it to him because he does not want to draw attention. As a person who worked in banking and finance for 15 years, this is not an uncommon request. Especially, and it's important to note, especially when someone hands you their identification. Please continue. And the lady responded by going to her manager. Her manager responded by by having her call the authorities. Already things are going wrong. Already things that should not be happening in a setting like this are happening. The cops come. They take him away. They're all glad handing each other. Good job. Good job. As he literally says, if you Google me Mm -hmm. and run my information, you will realize what a bad idea it is to be putting me in handcuffs. Mm -hmm. They didn't listen. Mm Mm-mm. Um, here's the problem. First and foremost, no one robbing you hands you their ID. Right. Let's start there. Right. No one robbing you hands you their card and PIN number. The only person I'm ever giving my PIN number to is an, is an authorized dealer who is trained to deal with these things. Let me also say, 
Um, everybody on and, and I I hate to see black people being reprimanded for honest mistakes and all that shit. But this was an honest mistake. Mm-mm. This was someone falling prey to their own suspicions, to their own suspicions that were put upon them, but for no reason at all. Because this lady called the authorities, and even the authorities didn't understand what the fuck was wrong with her. And he showed you his ID? Yes. And he gave you his card? Yes. And his PIN number? Yes. It sounds like he's being discreet, but I will talk to... I will see if we can get an officer out there. But it sounds like he is being discreet and you are a fucking lunatic. You can't even be the director of Black Panther and not get hemmed up in the bank. And get hemmed up in the bank for being discreet because this nigga know he's staying in Atlanta. (laughs) This nigga know where he at. I trust, see, this is why I keep telling people. I trust me and my suspicions more than I trust you and your suspicions. Right. And these are other black people. That's what fucked me up. These are other black people so fucking pleased with themselves for busting some guy who apparently was trying to rob you by showing his fucking ID. I've, you know, again, I've, I've been in banking before and I was a teller before. And there were people who would come in and occasionally withdraw large amounts of money. And and very often they would ask to be discreet. And and I started off at the Bank of America on OST and Scott. Right. Oh, okay. So hood. Yeah. Yeah. So oftentimes when people wanted to withdraw large first of all, you withdraw anything over ten thousand dollars, there's a, there's some additional paperwork you gotta sign, you gotta fill out. Know that first and foremost. Now, they should have Pull him to the side. Hey, let me let me get you to go sit over here. Like I would take people over to like a desk where one of the other bankers or the manager was. Like right. we'll we'll take care of it. We'll bring it to you. There's some additional stuff we're gonna need you to fill out. Get them out of the line of sight of that line to begin with. Correct. All right. And then you go to the back. You count the money for them. You bring them an envelope. And you go here. You go. You have a great day. You, they've, they've, he, he, look, I can tell you this right now. Who's gone? Teller's gone. Got to be. Teller's all, gone. All the way out of there. She's got to be fired. Because there's specific training on how to handle large cash transactions. Manager might be gone. Probably, probably demoted. Probably, probably to some branch where careers go to die. Yeah. Yeah. I Guaranteed. Mean, like I, I know that that's happened because that's that's again that's something that you do not do, and it's a it, it it's it's unreasonable cause. It's totally outside of procedures, and if if Ryan Coogler decided he wanted to pull all his money out the bank, y'all be looking y'all, y'all be, be looking, looking like shit right now. Stupid. Yeah, y'all be looking hella stupid. I, I appreciate the fact that Coogler himself hasn't said much about it. Right. And when asked, he was like, the situation has been handled to my satisfaction. That means <laughs> niggas got fired. <laughs> oh, man. Because I can't remember the last time anybody, I, somebody did me wrong uh, on in an Uber and anything happened to them. Um, that I know of, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, 
I'm pretty sure the last time nigga dropped me off at my first stop, I said, I'll be right back. Ordered my shit already, just had to pick it up. And bounced. He said, okay, okay, I'll be right here. And bounced. Just bounced. No explanation, no text message, no nothing. Bounced. With, with a water bottle that I loved. Oh. I didn't appreciate this shit at all. If I ever see Hugo on the street, I'm going to whoop his ass. I, I'm still mad at Hugo about that shit. Fuck Hugo. Hugo got an ass whooping coming to him. I'm going to slap the shit out of Hugo. That's See, that's one of them ass whoopers you know. You remember know, when rappers ended every sentence with before I slapped the shit out you? <laughs> that's the kind of ass whooping Hugo going to get. Um, I'm, I'm, t- I'm trying to put this nigga in a figure four leg lock. Damn, son. I can do it, too. Um, that's a good place to take a break, actually. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a quick break, uh, recalibrate and such. We'll be back with more Foolishness and Fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Yep. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated. I yep. And I've been drinking pretty consistently. I feel pretty good. I feel good. I feel pretty good. I think uh, my neighbors are feeling good. They out there. I'll say they blasting it. They out there having a yard party or something. Yeah, all my neighbors are big yard party people. Yeah. So these are the new neighbors, so they don't they don't give a damn how much noise they make over there. <laughs> They're also the neighbors that, that think that the, the yard is an extension of the driveway. Ah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Park all up in the grass. Oh, shit, all that. Yeah, I'm one of those snobs. Oh, boy. Park in the driveway of the street. <laughs> right? Like the street, it's literally right there. Be civilized. Um, It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck. With white people. <sighs> Love that sound. Um, Brittany Griner. Is it Griner? Is it Grignier? It's Griner. Griner. Brittany Griner has been detained in Russia. As it turns out, she's been detained in Russia for some time. At this point, it's been a month. <clears throat> a whole month. And really, this story didn't break until like a week ago. Yeah. She was in there for three weeks before anybody knew. Apparently, apparently they they busted her per, for possession, possession of hashish oil for her vape for thing. her vape, um, which is sounds extreme, and even for Russia, maybe especially for Russia, but she's been detained over there, and it it's the worst time to get arrested because the state of things between Russia and the Ukraine and by extension um, the state of things between Russia and NATO and by that extension the state of things between Russia and the US makes Brittany Griner kind of a political prisoner Mm -hmm. and a lot of experts are saying that in situations like this 
Brittany Griner could be a political prisoner for a year, for a few years. Like 10 years. I think up to 10 years. Up to probably 10 years. And there are things to unpack here. For one, why did it take so long for us to even find out that she was arrested? That she was arrested and, and detained for what had already been like two to three weeks before the story broke. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Brittany Griner, well, let me go a little further. We know that in this country, there is a there's a deficit, there's a disconnect that allows for black women to be the least protected mm-hmm. in our society. There just is. And people can go, well, what were you doing over there? But people make these but people in bat in basketball leagues like that make those trips all the time. Mm-hmm. Um People have to go to all different kind of countries where the politics are volatile. Who's to say she knew they were going to war and just went over there? No one can. Because y'all didn't even know she was arrested. Right. And it makes it really difficult because we keep asking, well, what can we do? What can we do? What can we send her? What? Who do we talk to about getting things to her? Is she getting food? This, that, and the third. And I feel like when ASAP Rocky was going through this shit, it was a completely different sheet of music. We knew what ASAP Rocky was up to at all times. Mm-hmm. This shit, it feels like there's no media buzz around it. Oh, there's none. I mean, not yeah, right, not really. And I think we all probably know why. If it was Sue Bird, it would have been a different story. Correct. Correct. And that's that's you know that's that's all you have to know about that. If it if it had been Rachel, what's what's her wife's name? Rachel Apatow? Whatever. Yeah. The soccer chick. Yeah. Pink hair. If it was her, we would yeah we we would have heard about that shit as she was being led to the station. But we didn't get in. And, and it makes me wonder who's on her team. And when I say on her team, I'm talking about publicists. I'm talking about a manager. I'm talking about people that should have been the first to know that this woman was getting arrested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like the only people who were in contact with her were coworkers that don't know her home life. And it's got to be traumatic. To me, as it is, because, well, I don't know. Her daddy looked like, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's, it, it seems like such a failure of a chain of command. Like, you would think when there's somebody famous where multiple people make money off of you, you would think that there would be a fail-safe in place should anything happen to the money. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to reduce her down to just being the money, but I'm just thinking from a standpoint of there are so many people out here whose income relies on her on any given one star. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a weird situation. It's weird to 
see it play out with black men. And it's weird to see it play out with black men who also love black men, who also love us. You know what I'm saying? I came home and some shit with Richard Grieco was on. Don't ask me why. And it's random. Yeah. And nobody like nobody had the wherewithal to go, what the fuck is going on? I that's so weird to me. That's so weird. Especially now when she's gonna be out of prison life, but still in prison life at some point. That's odd to me. Um I don't know, man. That's I guess that's all I really have to say about that. It's just, Did it's, I miss anything? No, I mean, it's, it's a tough situation, man, because, again, the, the black woman is the least protected, and this is another example of it. And just hoping that it comes to a speedy and, you know, satisfactory resolution because it sucks, man. It, you ain't that, lying. That has to suck to be out there, to be her. You ain't lying. That's a... That's a that's a scary, uncertain situation. And I just remember off of me watching Locked Up Abroad. Yeah. How fucked up that shit can be. Like, I don't even want my car to break down on the north side. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> I can only imagine. You got to look around and find like, the first set of saloon doors you can find. <laughs> Mr. A's will guide you home. Um. A Columbia University psychiatrist was suspended after calling a dark-skinned model a freak of nature. Uh, Where is it? Oh, uh, beautiful Sudanese model by the name of, it won't show me, by the name of Naya Kim Gatwek. Um, Wonderful skin tone. Gorgeous. And apparently... And apparently called this woman a freak of nature. Mm. Uh, called her, a, I don't know. He imitated Eddie Murphy and called her a huge bitch. Um, <laughs> and it, oh, here's the quote. Here's the tweet. Whether a work of art or a freak of nature, she's a beautiful sight to behold. That's not something you say about people. That's not something you say about people, especially black people. Especially, certainly black people. That's not something you say in polite company <sighs> to or about black people. You wrong. You wrong, fam. This is what you have when you don't have natural predators. <laughs> obviously. Obviously so. You are an interesting specimen. <laughs> Boy, white people get the weirdest shit off. You um, have the most exotic look. Tweet deleted. My sincere apologies for any offense taken and indiscretion. Living and learning. Yeah, okay, bro. What do you what do you learn, fam? <laughs> what did you learn? What did you really learn? To not say that shit out loud. Oh, you better have. You motherfucking better have. Um, because we ain't saving your ass next time. These hands are a freak of nature. <laughs> <laughs> We get there, hordes with that. Um, it's just weird at this point. It's weird what white people think they can get off. It's weird how white, pe- how little effort white people feel like they have to put into an apology. Because honestly, I'm looking at her. 
I feel like for you to even have been ogling this woman, you should have been looking at her ID. Mm-hmm. That's what you should have been looking at. Well. ID alone, you, you'd be ashamed of yourself. I bet you can. How about don't don't comment shit about me unless you can actually pronounce my native name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Like, oh, can man. I, can I just call you Lisa? No. No, you can't. No call on Isaac. Call me by my name. These motherfuckers are weird, man. Um, I was trying to think of one more, but that's okay. Um, send your racist stories, your real life racist moments, along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D. Randall or anyone else you hear on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you have ways to listen to us, ways to earn merch. Oops. Yes, more merch. Mm. More merch, more money. Um, we can learn ways to learn earn merch and learn more things about the main characters of Houston's Most Savage Podcast. We'll be back to finish it off with the listener letters and the top three SDFUs. You are listening to Houston's Most Savage, Savage. Podcast. Pour up. Savage. Oh. And we are back. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I I was well, I'm drunk. I had to take a little item, do a little stretch. A little stretchy stretch. I do, do a little do, do a little stretch. You know, you you get to you get to drinking that, that clear, getting too comfortable in the chair. Yeah, buddy. Well you well you'll be out of there. Having said that, I have not stopped drinking it either. Um, it's time for listener letters. Um, on the what do we have on the Instagram? Oh, uh, let's see. This was uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Devin, who wants to know four t- four tough. Yeah, this is Doctor Devin. Devin wants to know, are we going to talk about Jesse today? Yes. <laughs> we did. Yes, absolutely. Uh, just coming up in this last in this last leg, just stick with us. Um, we got to clown his ass. We, we just do. We <laughs> oh, man, y'all know us too well. Y'all just set us up for this shit. Um. You know when you have people that know you and just some shit happens in the news, it's just, I oh, bet, I, I bet y'all won't talk about Jesse. Oh, y'all, know, y'all know that we are. Y'all knew damn well. Um, Tales to Enrage on Twitter wants to know, what is the worst family or holiday event you've ever attended that it's safe to discuss? If that's too spicy to talk about, what is your favorite holiday special occasion dish? Wow, that's like two extreme. Yeah, that's two extreme. Uh, yeah, ends of the spectrum. That's that's a lot for black people. Uh, that's a good one though. What was the first? What was the first part of the first? The half first, of the, the first half of the question. Yeah, what is the worst family holiday dinner event you've ever attended? 
That's safe to discuss. Oh, that one's fairly easy. Um, <laughs> it might be a bit too revealing. Oh, boy. Um, to make a long story short, um, many years ago, um, my family learned that, that my, my father had an extramarital situation, and I, I have a half-sister as a result of that. Okay. Um, a couple of years after discovering that, we um, went to a family reunion on my father's side and learned that everyone there already knew about this other person and had known her for years. Oh, and she shit. was like, she was part of the family. <laughs> what? And had been for 14 years up to that point, 16 years up to that point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So imagine you go to a family reunion and, you know, you, your family's greeting you like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And then you see them over there greeting your half sister and they like, they go to church every weekend and had been. Ooh. So that's what I learned that my father's family ain't shit. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I don't know, but we, I'll tell you. That was the last family reunion. I bet. <laughs> I bet it motherfucking was. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was. Um, you, you can't do you can't do them again unless you're sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have those. Like my family, like my immediate family is so tight knit. And also we don't go to things like we're one of those mature families that like we have sense where we don't go to things in the first place if we even think there's going to be that kind of static because we know we don't have any fucking sense in those cases. Yeah. Like, so we, we're those people that we know we crazy and we don't subject ourselves to situations where we know we're going to have to be crazy. Yeah. Um, a young lady let me, uh, a, a young lady let me a record um, that I think I already had. And, in my head, well, no, I'm not gonna. That's not. I'm not telling that story. But we don't set ourselves up for shit like that. So mm-hmm. I will just. So I will just default to the second question, <laughs> which is if you can't, if I can't answer that, what is my favorite holiday dinner dish? My mom will cook apple pie. Mm. On Christmas, on Thanksgiving, she will cook an apple pie, which is my favorite. And she's focused on it more since my dad passed. I think partially she got sick of cooking uh, raisin. It was like sweet potatoes. It was like sweet potato pie and walnuts. My dad likes walnuts. Mm -hmm. And she has like low-key started focusing more. On what I like, which I did not ask her to do, she just kind of does it because that's her. Because in her mind, that's her job. Um, pretty boring. I don't really have Indiana Jones level dinners, um, mostly <laughs> because I saw Temple of Doom and no motherfuckers were eating eyeballs. Yeah. So I'm good on that. Yeah, I think. 
my mother's side of the family has a has a wonderful tradition whenever we go to visit them for holidays. And that is from the time you enter from the time you walk through the door until the moment you leave for that weekend, someone is handing you alcohol. Oh yes. Regardless that's, of your age. Oh, that's my kind of shit. I mean, we stay lit. That is my kind of shit. That, that's my kind of family. It's been too long. You're my kind of people. All right, that was a good question. That was a good question. That was a good. That was a good heartfelt question. Not too hard, yeah. but, but the potential for entertainment is Not there. Too soft. Um. Thank you, Tailson and Rage. Thank you, Devin, both for your inquiries uh, this week. Now. On to the top three STFUs. Oh, my. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Let go. Shut the fuck up! We have runners up. First one runner up is WAC 100. Who is that? He's a producer or something. Okay. Something to that effect. I got you. Funny looking little nigga. WAC 100 wants us to know that he in fact produced Eminem. Oh no, not Eminem. That he in fact produced Takashi Six Nine. Uh, Which, if you have any sense at all, and you own any lights of your own, this is not pertinent nor good information. No one cares. I guess Takashi Six Nine. No, no one cares. I don't. I definitely don't. Um, also, he gonna get you for giving up his position. Because if you nearby, we don't know if you nearby, surveillance gonna be following your ass. I'm just saying. Um, let's see, who else is a runner-up? 50 Cent. 50 Cent. 50 Cent wants, he wants the, the culture in general to forgive Monique. Okay. And start casting her in roles again. I'm going to tell him, like I told the white boy on Friday Night Lights, fuck her. Fuck her. Honestly. And fuck you. Man, fam, we're not doing this. We're not going back in retrospect. Just because we decide that Chrisette Michelle needs an appeal <laughs> does not mean we're now handing out appeals. That's yeah. not how it works. I am not handing out an appeal to the chick who defended Roseanne Barr after she called a black woman a monkey and called the people with a plan of the apes. Not doing that. I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, fuck him and fuck whatever beef you got with Pete. Um, but leave everybody else alone. Yeah. Number three. We're, we're, we're just on three. Yeah. I think you just did an honorable mention. We just did an honorable mention. <laughs> fuck 50 Cent. Again, fuck 50 Cent. Yeah. I'm, I'm not only am I not taking this advice, <clears throat> I'm not taking this advice from the same for the, from the same person who degrades uh, dark skinned women with Lil Wayne on his platform. And, um, no, I'm not doing that. And has and has basically been a terrible, horrible, very bad, no good person his entire career. No. No. 
We don't need. We do not need sound counsel from Curtis Jackson. Uh-uh. Uh, what else we got? Oh, number number three. That's and that's just the runners up. <laughs> number three is Kanye Omari West. I'm not playing it back because to me it was a bunch of word salad. So I'm never playing it back. Kanye had a lot to say about how he should basically be. I don't. I don't know what he's. Kanye had a lot to say about Kim and about her putting his daughter on TikTok as if she's not Kim's daughter as well. Um, you're not honest apparently about messing with other women. You're literally you're literally having a lover's quarrel with your ex-wife while you were with you were in a relationship with a woman that looks like the doppelganger version of her. <laughs> the great value, Kim. Yeah. The great value, Kim. What are we doing? What are we doing? What? There's nothing y'all are arguing over where where that girl can't stop the conversation wherever it is mid stride and go, "Hey, fam, get rid of the bitch." That's he. Can, she can do that. She'd be well within her rights to do it. Yeah, get that bitch out of here. She's freaking me out. She can say that. And here goes bum ass you, who again only addresses us with these things when he's selling something. As far as as far as as far as Bonda, as far as Donda too, we can say he's still selling that. He's mm-hmm. still working that record. And not only is he working the record, he's working it on a brand new platform that nobody's ever owned before. Equally stupid. These are all facts. Um, when you're asking somebody to invest in something that they've never invested in before, how much can you really ask from them? Probably nothing. Not a thing. You couldn't ask me for nothing. What else do I have? I was gonna say I I thought I had one more well, thing about Kanye. Oh, he, and he's talking, you know, he's beefing with D.L. Hughley about Ah, yes, yes. D.L. Hughley. I now that now now that I can play. <clears throat> I'm not playing Kanye's rant about nothing. That, that was a long motherfucking rant. About nothing. I, again, I understand. I understand the want and desire to, you know, want to have healthy co-parenting with your estranged spouse. But the way to go about that is not through social media. No. It's not. No. It's not. And and reporting to us everything that you're you're talking about with Kim is not helping you. It's not helping you in her in your relationship with her because we've also seen the text messages where she's asking you to cut the shit. It's not helping in your relationship with her. And it's not helping. It's not going to help when she brings the courts into this, which she absolutely is trying to do. Yeah. You will lose. You will lose because you're saying reckless shit like this. I've already this. been losing. You, 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 you spend your energy in social media taunting and threatening the people that she's spending time with. Right. Pete Davidson ain't worried about you, bro. But you 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 still want to keep your name in his mouth. His name in your mouth. Calling him Skeet. <laughs> which is, is kind of funny. It I would say it that is funny. It is wrong. 
but funny. I mean, he is skeeting in your wife. Um. So D.L. Hughley had some shit to say. I'm looking for the video now, and I'm not looking very hard for it because it's D.L. Hughley uh, talking to Vlad. How's Julia Fox doing? Is she still the muse for Uncut Jobs? No. Julia, so Julia Fox moved on. The new chick is a clone. Yeah. Um, it's like they took everything ethnic about Kim out of her. Yeah. And we were just left with this white woman. Yeah. Um, I have something from Dio Hughley at this moment. Uh, stand by, please. Let's see. Turn it up. I don't understand. Oh, because it's muted. Because it's muted on the soundboard. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so brilliant. And play. The difference between him and the other dude that get restraining orders on them is hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, because he bought a house across the street. That's not from her house. Th listen, I don't, I think that I've watched too many times where things like that happen and a woman or somebody's not believed and then things escalate. Yeah. Tom, he is stalking her. You could think it's cute. If it was my daughter, I'd do something about it. I don't mm. think it's funny. I think that you can't write a beat so good that you get to do these things. And society laughs it off because they say, well, she showed her ass all the time and he's this and he's that. And that. At a certain point, it def it is not unusual for men like that. The, only, the only difference between him and a restraining order is about 20 hits and a couple of hundred million dollars. I just don't think it's funny. I think that that that. Kanye wouldn't get no pussy at all if he didn't write no hits. You know that. Like, he's not the kind of dude. You don't. Like, he counts on the shit that he. This, I just never. So. <laughs> the whole thing sounds like it was ghost written by Oz. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's D.O. Hughley and his take on Kanye. He is not amused. Um, the comedic value is not there for him, and I don't blame him. And Kanye has responded by basically saying to stop slander, slander his name or he's going to come see him. We all know what that means when somebody says they're going to come see you. Mm -hmm. Imagine being so having such a lack of self-awareness that someone accuses you of being a stalker and you respond by saying, leave me alone or I will stalk you. Yeah. That is, now that is, he is dangerously unaware. He is, he is not self-aware at all because a self-aware person would not have taken that bait. That's some rough shit. That's some genuine. That's that's rough, and that tells us how far gone Kanye is. Fuck a stem player. Fuck Donda Two, which I have still never heard and not going to hear. He just has to. He just has to shut the fuck up. He does. He might be the most difficult one to shut the fuck up though. <sighs> 
if it if he can do it if if he can do it anybody can do it at this point but we need him to set the example and he won't he never will he's not incentivized to set the example no. anymore um i i said this earlier in a meeting but everybody dies and i'm looking forward to, and, I'm, and that's the thing i'm looking forward to but that i'm looking forward to for other people mm. but the journey there Fam, Damn. it's deep. I'm. I just. I can't. I can't verbalize what what I hate so much about this and how we have incentivized Kanye to act this way. We created this as a as an admitted hypocrite for purchasing his slides this week. Yes, I am part of the problem. But fuck him. But also. fuck him. But fuck him. You know, it, it, the, the whole Joe, the whole Joe Budden slaughterhouse thing works both ways. I can, I can purchase all your shit and still tell you to go fuck off. Yeah. Or I, I can heat your feet and still tell you to go fuck off. Right. Um. In this case, one way or another, Kanye's just got to fuck off. He has got to be stopped. He got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Number two, um, because I know Devin wants to talk about it. Josie, uh, just Josie, Josie, Josie Smollett. Mm. Oh boy, Josie Smollett was convicted, uh, was sentenced to 150 days in prison. Yeah, which is like four or five months, I guess. Yeah, he got put in jail for faking a crime. It is a crime to fake a crime. <laughs> I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to handle that. As a matter of fact, it's not just that it's not just that he got sentenced. I got it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because because you, this is the important part. He had to have the last word on the way out. He had he had to give us his best performance ever in anything. That's what fucks me up. Is that these niggas these niggas try to go out with a bang. And give you the best performance of their career in the courtroom. Uh-uh. It ain't gonna get it. Wait, here's it. Where is it? Where is it? Suicide. That's what I was about to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. Mr. Uche. Fam. <laughs> Judge was like, okay. Fam. Okay. <laughs> as long as you're done. Okay. This motherfucker, first of all, the fact that I don't, and you know what? And let me preface this by saying, I don't ever want to downplay someone's legitimate fears of white supremacy in prison because that's a real thing. But Jesse knows this. Jesse, Jesse, when you're the boy who cried wolf, we assume that you know these things, and we assume that 
you have taken the temperature of the collective conscious consciousness and somebody and it came back that somebody told you if you just told them something happened to me in prison We'd all be behind you again, yeah. and you'd be our and you'd be our best friend all over again, and you get hired everywhere, and that's not how it works. I I think Jesse just needs to understand that he is less important to us than he is to himself. This is true. Um, we like most people once they kind of realize that something was fishy about your original incident, most people kind of stop caring. And, and also nobody you you're not you're not Jeffrey Epstein like nobody nobody's incentivized to off you in jail um there's there's nothing that that anybody is going to find out like you're you're not that significant sir um maybe he just did that for himself to feel more important but right. I don't know fuck him Jesse needs to shut the fuck up shut the fuck up and the number one person who should shut the fuck up, uh, keeping it in the family, is Kim Kardashian. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She did. Let me preface this by saying, no matter what Kim has said or done, um, she deserves our consideration in terms of a toxic person. Um, instead of a toxic, is a, you know, given that a toxic person is stalking them and making them feel uncomfortable and unsafe in their own home. But having said that, Kim still says stupid shit. What did she say this week? This week, I don't know what this what interview this was. I know Chloe was there for some reason, but she basically said that um, the key to success is to get off your ass. If the, is to get off your ass and work because the problem in this country is that people don't want to work anymore. And she was really speaking specifically to women, too. Right, right. She really thought this was like a girl boss moment. She was really about to have a moment here. And was like, oh, people, people don't want to work. You should just get off your ass and just do it. Let me tell you why this comes off wrong. This is why this comes off wrong. There are people who do everything right. There are people that follow the rule book. There are people that that follow every step that excel in their field that do not make it. Every day, every day, there's someone else who does not make it despite doing everything right in life. I find it ironic that she is demanding that women get off their ass to work when her big break came with her being on her ass the entire time. Correct. Um, she also forgot that a key to success is to be next to Ray J's dick. <laughs> it's a big part of her success. And it could be yours too. She's forgetting that part. And I think it's just time for us as a people coming out of especially coming out of the past two years of a pandemic um, where we see that capitalism and the American workforce and the way things are set up in our country and our society are built on a house of cards mm -hmm. that these things can fall apart easily that these things don't have to give a fuck about us 
and can chew us up and spit us out and keep the machine going. Just this shit about oh well, some people don't. Well, people will. I, I see a lot of people don't want to work. That is true, and there's a reason for that. They, it's not that they don't want to work because they don't want to earn their way. It's because they don't want to work because they're not incentivized to work anymore. Correct. This is clearly somebody who has never had. Who is who is who has never had to leave the house to get their hands dirty a day in their fucking life, or else they would know better than to say such goofy shit like this, fam. There are people out here who have done all the right things and have seen the pandemic snatch every single thing they own from under them. Mm-hmm. I see people who are homeowners go back to being a being apartment dwellers that mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. And we live in a society where people are getting sick of being underrepresented, underfunded, um, underpaid, just to get paid peanuts and be unappreciated at the end of the day. And it and it's and it says a lot for someone speaking from a position of privilege um to demand things from people when again she is not she has not had the experience of having to do what most people have to do in order to get by. She's not. And that, that is the biggest insult uh, of all. Kim Kardashian needs to shut the fuck up. It's just, it's just time for like rich people in general to stop handing out this, this half-assed false positivity bullshit advice when they've never, when they've never known the circumstances with which, we have to deal with right now in 2022. Yeah. have Because ne- Diddy said some similar shit. Quit bitching and hustle harder, grind harder, and all that shit. All that don't mean shit. I, I would listen to it from Diddy, though, because, I mean, you know, Diddy had to start from somewhere and got where he is. I would almost listen to him. I listened but to also, him before Animal. Yeah. You know, his, his, his tone needs to chill a little bit. But I can, you know, Diddy had to work to get it. I just think we're at a point where the 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 veil has been the veil has been ripped off. We've seen right. the man behind the curtain. Um, we know these jobs don't actively give a fuck about us. So why are we trying to give a hundred and ten percent to them? Hmm. I, and and we are not incentivized <clears throat> to want to work and to do well. And I feel like Kim. Not only does not know that, but would not know that. You know, she's lo- never lived a life outside of entertainment television. Another, another larger, and this is the discussion that's way too big for today. A larger part of the discussion is that America doesn't actually produce or create anything anymore. So the the type of jobs in which someone needs to, you know, pull up their bootstraps and just and just right. get off the ass and start working, they they don't exist. Her job is a is a job that doesn't actually produce anything. Right. She produces popularity. This is true. Like so that's not a tangible thing that, that people can actually just work harder at producing. So she she just needs to shut the fuck up on that. Shut the fuck up. I hope their kids turn out better. <laughs> their kids are gonna be fucked. I'm telling you. And, and right, because they all because the generations only pass this bullshit down further. And both of their parents ain't shit. I'm, wow. I am just saying. Um, oh, one other quick shut the fuck up. 
Tory Lanez, get the fuck out of my face, fam. Get all the way the fuck out of my face. You ignorant little lawn gnome. What did he do? What the fuck? This nigga, this nigga had the unmitigated gall to fix his fucked up face to, to, to make a diss track about Megan and Party called Cap. It doesn't matter what he said in it. Just that they're lying and that Party's a bitch. It's a lot of niggas. It's a lot of niggas who can't fight behavior. I assume on. Party wasn't in his face when he made this uh, song. You can guess right. You okay. guess right. Party, first of all, as much as I would love to see him knock your ass, knock your ass out, Party does not need to answer to this. Okay. He he doesn't need to answer to this because it's really only Tory making shit worse for Tory. Because you're basically out here actively discussing an ongoing investigation. Yeah. Or or if you don't want to get in trouble for it, you have um, uh, DJ Academics out here discussing an ongoing investigation for you. Stop. Stop it. Just stop engaging. And we have to stop engaging because there is no, because there is no ceiling for real on... Comment on 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 commentary for him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and at this point, the bullshit he says can only get worse. And you try and defend the bullshit, that's just gonna make it worse. Yeah, fuck him, fuck him, fuck Tory. <clears throat> My God, learn to fight, nigga. Learn to fucking fight. I pay for that on uh um. Whichever one it is, ESPN Plus or whatever, I pay for that. Yeah. Um, did we do a podcast, D. Randall? We certainly did do a podcast. We did. You know what? I've, I've, I just realized. I'm surprised there was one thing that you did not bring up today. What's that? So, friend of the show and our resident white people must be stopped correspondent, uh-huh. Chef Ibersal Fallon, yeah. was chefing at South by Southwest this week. Did you see his stories? No. Oh man, you must not have, because I I would have I would have I would have imagined that you would have said something about it. I'm gonna pull it up to see if it's still up here. I don't know why he gets profiled like he does. No, but no, this one this one was actually okay. This was lit. It, it's 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 something that you would find lit, and right. and also, I'm just like man. I'm surprised that you didn't. You must not have seen it because you didn't even text me about it. Hold on, I'm I'm buying time. No. Oh, oh, it's long, oh church announcement. Happy birthday to DJ Burn. Mm. It will be tomorrow. It'll be Monday when he when he hears this. Happy birthday to DJ Burn. Um, 38 years and one of the best men I know. Uh, out here rocking out. Uh, 38 years of a man. A community-minded, upstanding man who. Oh my! Yes, sir. Is is this for real? Yes. Your boy Chef was cooking for Lizzo. Get the fuck out of here! Hit him with the air horns, dog. It was backstage. Yeah. And did not hit you up. <laughs> I'm being messy now. Well, 
I didn't. Okay, so I I didn't know he was there. I didn't know what was what that was. I thought he was just watching something on the internet. I, yeah, because that's the only thing I saw was that little backstage thing. Yeah. Okay, so get him with that. Very nice. Um, if we're in the middle of my birthday speech, DJ Burn is one of the best men I know. He's one of the he's one of the most community minded, one of the realest. One of the most uh, straight shooting motherfuckers I've ever encountered. Um, he believes in if if he knows you and he and he likes you and he loves you, he believes in the best of you, mm-hmm. and he wants you to achieve. He wants you to achieve everything everything in life that you see that you deserve, and he wants that to be an example to the rest of the community that we can all lift ourselves out of whatever it is we have going on. This is just one of the the best people I know. Um, He is a a friend. He is a brother. He he has believed in uh, Opinions While Black Project from day one. Um, He has been my, he has been one of the people that motivates me even when I'm tired, even when I'm, even, even when I'm in a bad mood, even when I'm just to remain consistent. And if you remain, and if you remain consistent, he will remain consistent alongside you. Um, and if you don't, if if you don't give up, he won't give up. And honestly, the community needs more of that. Um, and we need to be more of that to each other. So, God bless you, Burn. Um, to um, you know, many more years, many more revolutions around the sun. Love you for life, bro. Happy birthday, man. Hit him again with the air horns. Um, as for the rest of you, I guess I can I, I guess I can just go ahead and say it. Patreon is coming. Patreon's on the way. Um, we're gonna uh, in we're gonna pretty soon start announcing dates. We're gonna now. We're gonna start announcing a date. We're gonna start announcing tiers, um, and probably announcing merch pretty soon. Probably, Let's go. probably announcing merch. We have to get to work on the merch Let's stuff. Go. Um, it's all coming, man. This is. I would call this opinions while black 3.0 man. Mm. Like this is this is just another step in opinions while black 3.0. Thank you for sticking with us this long. I promise you shit's about to get very interesting. That's right. Um anything D Randall. Nah. Nah, okay. Um we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We made good time. I am I am tired. Um, I hit the ground running this morning. Um, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to get a nap in before dinner. Hey, hey. Um, nothing to add D. Randall. No, he said no. Um, we will be back with more foolishness and fuckery next week. You know what it is. Until then, this has been episode 174 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I have been D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. Big ass titties.
I'm just saying. <sighs> Sounds so. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta try shit, man. You just gotta jump out here and try some shit. And maybe it doesn't work, but fuck it. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>